Bidzy Small Business Society number 38. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresov. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thank you for joining me today on another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am chatting with KP Kelly. KP has over 15 years of sales and marketing experience and has spent the last eight as a social media consultant. This past fall, KP ran 262 straight miles across Ohio and is currently in training to run 100 marathons in 100 days to benefit 100 charities. That is unreal. The Bidzy team made our pledge at KP's GoFundMe page, which is gofundme.com slash getfitusa. Make your pledge now. Welcome, KP. Can you tell us more about yourself and what it is that you do? Thank you for having me on. This is this is great. Thank you for the support of the uh, of the run. That was you bet. Thanks for making some time to join us, KP. Yeah, glad to be on here. So I, uh, I call myself a branding consultant, which is uh, one of those incredibly vague titles that makes most people say, what do you do? <laughs> and uh, so essentially over the, you know, you, you mentioned my bio and sales and marketing. And um, since 2009, I've been in social media marketing full time. Uh, at, at one point had a decent sized company uh, managing people's Facebook and Twitter accounts. And that has been the bulk of my business uh, since 2009. And uh, so that that's what I've been doing. More so now, I consult with uh, business owners and actually other marketing companies uh, to help them create their social media strategy. Uh, a lot of times, a company will will get a client. They'll take on some social media projects and then uh, reach out to me and say, "Well, we've got a new client now. Can you help us figure out how to do it?" Uh, so I, I spend more of my time doing that now, but. Been a, been a one of those social media marketing guys since uh, um, full times uh, for the past eight years here. Yeah, and it seems like you know you sort of spent a lot of time on Twitter. Like you have a massive Twitter following. So what's so significant about Twitter for you, KP? I found Twitter to be it's a network where you can grow your audience quicker than you can um, probably any other network still. So that appealed to me. Um, and just a chance to get a lot of content out there. So I just latched on to Twitter 
really uh, 2009, trying to use it to be my social proof, if you will. So I, I have companies that I, I'm going to say I want to take over your, your Facebook and take over your Twitter. I thought it would benefit me to have a, a large presence on Twitter and an account with a lot of followers and engagement. So I really focused in on Twitter as kind of my main social media network. Uh, and, and the followers kind of started to grow uh, from there and, and uh, started to use Twitter more. And um, I'm, I'm still, it's still my favorite social media network here, even with all the, all the new networks that have sprouted up here of recent yeah there is so much out there i'm just getting my start with twitter i really like it i really like the engagements on there and truthfully we're having this conversation today because of twitter it's great so exactly uh now we connected on twitter yeah for sure so that's a little bit about what you do now so talk more about uh you know some of the uh the running you're doing so you're planning this uh this huge undertaking of you know running 100 marathons in 100 days talk about that a little bit more kp I am uh, channeling my inner Forrest Gump to just keep <laughs> on running. Um, so he inspires me. So yeah, you had mentioned uh, this past fall I ran 262 miles across Ohio, uh, and I did that, um, took about 69 hours. The year before, I had done that same route, but I did it over six days, so I stopped and slept each night. And I think, t- in my crazy mind, the next logical progression is to run across the country. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to take what I've learned from those two runs and the attempts I had at helping charities on those two runs and just kind of put it all together, make something bigger, challenge myself physically uh, is part of it as an athlete. I want that challenge. And then to use my social media marketing skills to, to do social good. Uh, so that's where the, the 100 charities comes in, and, and the majority of the help that we're helping most of these charities is I have a, a bunch of social media marketers that are going to be helping to market those nonprofits and charities throughout the run. Uh, so it kind of has taken my athletic ability and then my social media and uh, my passion for helping charities and combining it all and running across the country. So let's talk about that, that physical test. Like I love going to the gym. I love pushing myself, not only physically, but also mentally, you know, just, you could really find out more about yourself. So definitely, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing in, in preparing for this thing? Well, you and I had had talked about it there just briefly offline, but it is, uh, recovery is a huge part, um, I am able to, I, I was amazed at my, my body's ability, really anybody's body's ability to, to increase the miles. I think we're kind of almost naturally designed to be able to go these long distances. We just kind of train ourselves not to from the time we're a baby, but our bodies can kind of handle that. But the recovery is, is the tough part, uh, to be able to learn to well, figure out what works for me to recover and to be able to do it the next day. Cause it's, and I know it sounds crazy, a marathon a day for, but I can, um, you know, this morning I haven't really eaten anything. All I've had is, is coffee. I could go out the door right now and still run a marathon. I have that in my, <laughs> my body to just struggle through it, but being able to then recover and do it the next day, uh, that's been the challenge. And that was challenging enough when I was doing my run across Ohio where I stopped overnight. And I, so I was doing about 44 miles a day. That was challenging enough just recovering wow, to do yeah. it six days in a row. So learning to do it uh, for 100 days, uh, the recovery is the biggest challenge. KP, you are not a small man. You are 6'7", 250 pounds. This is a big man running down, uh, running down the street, right? <laughs> I, I am quite large, yeah. It does, you know, I've run, 
a ton of marathons. And it's funny because you'll see like Chicago Marathon I've done a couple of times. And they always put out these posters the next year that show that start from the year before. And you can always find me, even if there's 50,000 people in the marathon, yeah. you'll see me, my <laughs> head just sticking out there and <laughs> in the middle. So I'm not exactly runner size um, or naturally designed to be a runner. I say that, but all of my sisters ran in, in college. And so it's kind of in the genes a bit, but definitely not a runner size. How are you choosing the charities you're working with? I, I realize that you've chosen some uh, Alzheimer's associations and you're looking for more. Now, who are you choosing and, and what, what sort of criteria does a charity need to meet to be part of these 100 charities? Sure. So the Alzheimer's is my, my mother has Alzheimer's. So um, and I have a, a nephew with cystic fibrosis that I've uh, helped quite a bit over the years. So there are a couple of charities that are related to both of those. Um, so some of the, and I actually, myself, I have, uh, Tourette syndrome, which is something I've, I've just started to share with people. I used to not tell people that. So there's a couple of Tourette syndrome related, uh, charities. So some of the ones that are close to my heart and then some ones that I, I just hear about that could use the help, um, or that are just a little bit different. And when we're, when I'm looking for a hundred different charities, um, I want to have a couple that are a little different that can maybe bring in a different audience or, or help some people that maybe um, normally wouldn't have help. The type of charities I'm looking for are, so I mentioned, you mentioned Alzheimer's. So there's a Central Ohio Alzheimer's Association that's part of it. So not the big, the big Alzheimer's Association, but a smaller local one that doesn't really have that marketing team behind it, doesn't get as much publicity as kind of trying to get their voice and get, uh, get their name out there. Those are the charities that I've been reaching out to. Uh, in part because they can really benefit from all the publicity. Uh, and then they're also a little bit easier for me to to work with because I'm going to be live streaming each day during my run and tweeting out and Snapchatting all about their charity and telling people about it. Uh, so it works well when it's a smaller charity that I can connect with a little bit quicker and that they're kind of open to me just, uh, you know, giving me the reins, trusting me to uh, to market and, and talk about their charity in a, in a great way. But um yeah, all the charities I've reached out to have, have really been excited about it. Um, there are a couple that don't understand social media well, so they they have a lot of questions as, as to what's this what's this thing you're doing with the snapping of the <laughs> chat, I, uh, and so I have to have to explain it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm up to 56 right now, so still looking to, add, right. to add some more charities. And it's been a little more challenging than I thought. Uh, even though they're excited, you know, even and even though most of these are small charities, there's still several people that you have to talk to and getting back and forth and, and all that. So it's been a little more challenging than I thought to organize all of that. It looks like you're also taking sort of nominations, so to speak, on your page for uh, charities as well. Is that right? Yes, I have been. So if people and uh, listen to this, even if there's a charity that, um, that people want to nominate, I'll, I'll take a look at it and, and, and see if it makes sense. And what I've been telling people is even if I don't, if they don't end up becoming one of the 100 charities that uh, are going to be part of the run, I've still been doing something little, whether it's just mentioning them a couple times on social media, something like that to help all the charities out that have been nominated. Perfect. So, you know, as a byproduct of this, it looks like you're going to be doing some branding for these for these charities. So let's talk more about your business. Let's just shift gears a little bit here. What sort of opportunity did you grab when you decided to first launch your business as a social media consultant? So what what happened that kind of the quick dirty story of it all is 
I, I, I was attempting a career at, at pro basketball, so mostly semi-pro basketball. And, um, you know, that was about a one or two hour a day job. So, um, I knew I had a lot, a lot of free time on my hands and that's what got me into business. I started a recruiting company, uh, and then actually a mobile, uh, auto detailing, car detailing, um, company and franchise. And what happened was I was a small business owner. So I was always looking for the inexpensive ways to market my companies and get their name out there. And over the years, I started to become more known for the way in which I was marketing the companies than for the companies themselves. And I would have, you know, we would have some companies where we had contracts to clean their cars at their at their place of employment. And they'd be asking me to, to come in and talk about marketing and help with marketing. And so over the years, I started to add on some marketing and some marketing clients. And I decided to, at the end of 2008, make that my full time because I enjoyed marketing more. I uh, had more of a passion for it, and I was coming across people that had a need for it, a lot of small businesses that had a need for it. And social media marketing, I just kind of banked on that as, you know, I enjoyed it and thought that that would trend up. Not that I'm some great Notre Dame, so it's kind of worked out well for me, but I just thought it would be trending up. And and back in 2008, that was, that was a time where you still had to convince companies that they should have a website, <laughs> uh, let alone the concept of social media was, you know, it was, you had Facebook, Twitter was around, but primarily it was LinkedIn for companies or their blog. And that's what social media was then. So it's, it's adapted quite a bit overall, but that's kind of where I started out. It was really just helping companies get on LinkedIn and market through LinkedIn. Uh, and then as opportunities for Facebook and Twitter came around in 09, 2010, where you could do more, that, that became my thing. One of the, one of the social media people. There wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of us back then. Now uh, now the the social media experts and gurus and, and ninjas are everywhere. There's a lot of noise out there to be certain. Yeah. Do you uh, do you still have your hands in the auto detailing business? Have you automated that for yourself at all? I don't. So that was I held on to that for just two years. Um, so that was over ten years ago. So that was a good experience in creating a business, growing it, um, selling off a franchise. Uh, a lot of things I would have done different, but it was a great learning experience at a, at a young age. Talk about some of those challenges. Like we talked about the challenges, the physical challenges of the run that you're undertaking here pretty soon. But talk about some of the challenges in launching that small business. These are the people that we're talking to, KP. Help them understand what it takes to to really successfully launch and successfully operate their small business. Well, I think so. I think the, the mobile, uh, it was called convenient car cleaning. It, it's changed names since then. I think that's actually a good example. I, it's not actually one I actually bring up or talk too much. But so I had the idea, I saw the need, which is how a lot of businesses come up. There's a need or a problem out there, and you find a way to solve it, and you have yourself a business. So, uh, you know, cars at these, all these uh, office buildings, and they need to be cleaned, and they like to take clients out in their cars. And so, hey, we'll come to their place of employment and clean their cars. So that worked well, and there was a big need. And uh, I enjoyed a lot of the different aspects of that business. But at a young age, what I didn't do is I didn't look at the big picture enough and educate myself on all the little things that come into being a business owner and starting a business. I, I got the, it was pretty good at getting the, getting the clients. We had a process down to clean the cars. Great. So what we, the service we provided, we were great at it, but all the different little things that, um, you learn with, with a business just with, um, 
uh, I, I know you've, you've talked before about the importance of, of mentors and things like that. And so, so that was big for me, just little things on, uh, taxes and, you know, we're going out and cleaning cars in different counties. Some of the counties you have to report that income and, and those counties and some of them you need a different vendor license for. Um, and you know, can we travel across straight state and do business? I'm in Ohio. Can we do business in Indiana? A lot of those little things, um, business logistics, there's a lot that goes into a, a, a lot of different businesses. Some businesses are, are straightforward and simple, but most businesses, there are a lot of little things that you want to make sure you have, you, you educate yourself as much as possible and then have people around you that can point out those things. Because I think it's natural to get excited about what you're doing, getting good at what you're doing and you focus on that. And some of the little things uh, can be killers if you don't have them all in place. Absolutely. Now, so you've embraced some of those challenges. Obviously, you have learned from some of those challenges. What is now the best part of being an entrepreneur? That's a good question. Uh, you would think that's one I, I've gotten before, but I, I, I haven't. I think uh, I think one of the great things is you have the freedom to go and just, just run for 100 straight days, right? Well, see, true. And that's, you know, I over, over the last couple of years, I have purposely and systematically shrunk my business to create more flexibility and then grow it back in a way that allows me to continue to grow the business without sacrificing the flexibility and with still being able to focus on the things I enjoy more. Um, I got into the habit of saying yes all the time and not saying no. So taking on more clients, growing, branching out into a bunch of different social networks. And it was good. And then it's, um, it, it seems great, but then it was just a lot more, it's a lot more work and a lot less flexibility and freedom and quite and then often it's also not it's not always more income when you take on more business because your expenses also grow um so it, it doesn't necessarily work that it, it's more in income either so um yeah the flexibility is is huge for me um and now like you said going on and running i mean the other day i did a 50 mile training run and so i had my phone and my tablet with me as i run and I'm able to stop and do some of my work and make my phone calls as I'm some of my phone calls as I'm running, and I have that that flexibility, uh, and and so I I enjoy that. I think I also enjoy the competitive world of being an entrepreneur. Um, there's a, there's a lot of support out there and a lot of people that would be cheering you on and motivation, but it's also a very competitive world. I mean, what industry isn't? But um, I, I like that, uh, that it's somewhat of a, a competition and, and a battle um, every day, growing your business, fighting for market share, um, coming up with the ideas. I, I like all those challenges. If you see a man who's nearly seven feet tall on an iPad running down the side of the street, uh, roll down your window and give him a shout. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and it looks ridiculous, but I, I also I have to run. Often I run very slow because I'm focused on going slow, keeping my heart rate down so that I'm not exerting as much effort, and it helps with the recovery. So I've, I'm able to go slow enough that I have my tablet out, and I'm responding to emails and creating content, and looking ridiculous as I do it. <laughs> and also, I think you need to consider the injuries that can take place when you're moving a little bit faster as well. Is that right? Oh, sure. So, yeah, the faster. I don't know if it's exact science, but to me it seems the faster I go, the more likely I am to, uh, to injure myself. So, I certainly find that for myself. Yeah, yeah, just more muscles working a little bit harder. Uh, but the, the going slow has been—it's—it's uh, it's a little challenging at times to go slow because you want to, 
you, you naturally want to go a little bit faster. Oh, that type A. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. see like somebody biking ahead of you or walking. It just makes me want to move oh, faster. You're racing to pass them all. Them. <laughs> yeah, I'm racing everybody I see. They don't know it, but I'm racing them. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, you have that have that mentality. But it does make a difference to go slow. Uh, and I'm you know, keeping my heart rate low and, and all those different things. It helps me um, almost to trick my body into thinking I'm not exerting as much effort and going as far as I am. Uh, and then that helps my uh, recovery quite a bit. If I run, there's a certain pace that if I go a little bit faster, um, then then I can't go ahead and run the next day. There's the lactic acid builds up and the recovery takes longer. What do you actually do to heal after a tough run or a tough workout? I'm always experimenting with that. So I'll do uh, ice bath followed by a warm Epsom salt bath. And I, so on my run across the country, I'll literally do that every night. Uh, so that's part of it. And I think that does help me physically. It's probably also psychological a little bit too, cause it's just my routine. So that helps then just elevating my legs. So I will, um, I actually have an exercise ball that I pretty much only use to rest my legs on. Um, should probably start doing some more core work on it, but, uh, <laughs> so I'll elevate my legs, um, almost the entire evening after a run, um, for several hours. I mean, that helps a lot. And uh, getting all my calories back in. Would that help with blood flow? Blood flow flow is huge, right. Accumulating in the legs, is that right? Yes, yeah. And so, and that becomes an issue. When I was running across Ohio, that became a a big issue. My legs actually, they were turning purple below my knees and getting that blood flow, limiting the inflammation. So you were going to say something about the caloric intake as well, is that right? Yeah, so I, I get all my calories back in. So... Um, you know, running cardio, can be a good way to lose weight, but you never want to lose, you don't want to lose weight from a long run because you'll, you'll drop a lot of weight and a lot of it's water weight, but it can be unhealthy to kind of lose weight from a long run. People that are runners, you kind of lose the weight from that day in, day out, consistent going out and, and running and exercising, but it's important to get some fat in, to get some protein in, get your calories in after a run, um, to replenish the body. Um, and I do it do it during my run. I consume more calories. The gels or goos that people might know of and see runners take. I consume more calories and more water during my long runs than um, most people would. Um, but again, I find that that helps me. That at no point am I getting dehydrated or is my blood sugar level getting low. I'm kind of m- maintaining that throughout, so that helps as well. And then figuring out what to eat. I've I'm still struggling to figure out what will be best, and I'll have a, a fairly strict diet. But uh, I eat a lot of pizza now. Gives me, <laughs> I love it. Pizza is my one of my favorite things in the world. Gives me that uh, carbs, and uh, so I, you know I do that a lot. But I'm always kind of trying to find that that right food that energizes me and helps me recover and all that. Uh, just gives you that mental payoff as well, right? That pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's that's what happens. People ask, "What do you think about when you run that long?" And the reality is, is after you get to a certain point in long distance running, you almost become like the fish in the fishbowl where we <laughs> kind of assume that the fish is just happy to, oh, I'm going to go swim over here. I'm going to go swim over here. And on the run, your brain almost, you, you kind of get, your, your brain gets occupied with simple things that, that, uh, that pass the time. I'm going to go run to this mailbox. And we're just all running toward that figurative piece of pizza. <laughs> yes. So that's, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Generally, the last couple of miles of every run, I'm consumed with thinking about what pizza I'm going to get when I'm done. Okay. Let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast? Do you lack the technical know-how to create your own podcast? 
Not enough time in your day to produce great podcasts? You need podcastrepairman.com. You record, save, and send. That's it. Podcast Repairman takes care of the rest. From editing so that you sound your absolute best, to producing, which includes a custom intro and outro, to uploading to a host, and finally publishing your podcast to iTunes, Stitcher, and the rest. No matter what you need, the Podcast Repairman is here to help. Visit podcastrepairman.com, include the word Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y, in your message and save the $295 setup fee. Are you tired of tedious internet searches trying to find a service provider to complete your projects? Are you sick of scrambling on the phone trying to connect with someone who is willing to meet with you to work on your projects? Try Bidzy. Go to bidzy.com, sign up, choose a category, and enter a few details about what you need done. It's free to post projects in any category. Connect with local professionals in such categories as bathroom and kitchen renovation, real estate professional, graphic design, flooring, gym membership, tire sales and service, carpet cleaning, and many, many more. You're notified each time a local professional submits a bid on your project. Choose the bid you like best, and now you've found a local professional to complete your project. Use our rating system to give feedback about the business. Post your projects, sit back, and let local professionals come to you. Sign up and post projects for free at bidzy.com. KP, I want to ask you a couple of more questions. We're learning a lot about you right now, but I want to ask a few more questions so that we can learn a little bit more about your personal interests, okay? Sure. So what type of cell phone do you use? I have a iPhone 6. I was not an iPhone person or an Apple person for years and years, but a couple of years ago, I got my first iPhone. And now, now I'm an iPhone guy. What type of car do you drive? I Right now, I have a uh, Buick Rendezvous SUV, which it's a... Uh, it's the car that just won't die. So I, I <laughs> bu- bought this car in 2007 just to help, uh, just to drive across the country and move a bunch of stuff. And I've always had kind of a second car, a, a fun car, a sports car that I would drive around all the time. And my last, two years ago, my car got totaled. If you've ever seen those trucks that carry cars on them, they'll carry about six cars. Yep. And you wonder how do those cars never fall off? Well, they do sometimes. My oh, car wow. is getting transported and fell off. And uh, so, you know, I've had this Buick Rendezvous that had been paid off for years, and I decided there's no sense in getting a second car anymore. And now I've been uh, still been driving this car. I, I got in an accident where it got flipped over, and it had barely but a scratch. And so uh, th- this thing just keeps going. It's an absolute tank. Well, there's, there's not a lot of cars actually I can fit in well. So it's kind of funny. There'll be, when people go through their dream cars, there are cars that are dream cars for me because I can fit my legs under the steering wheel completely. And that will make the car a dream car for me. So I look at cars a little different. KP, do you have a favorite vacation spot? I would say I've been to Maui twice. And, and so I think Maui, now it's miserable. The flight is quite long which is fine when you're flying out there because you're excited, but then the flight back when you're going from Maui, especially when I live in, live in Ohio, you know, it's a long flight back. But Maui, just very peaceful, uh, tropical. I love uh, beach destinations. 
I think I know the answer to this one, but uh, do you have a favorite food? It's pizza. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, people tease, tease me all the time for my love of pizza. I don't mind. Uh, I like pizza, generally white pizzas. So uh, like a, a white garlic-based or Alfredo with chicken, that's, uh, that's my go-to food. Are you currently reading a specific book? I am not right now. I just finished up reading a book about a guy who helped 59 prophets in 50 states uh, and that I just finished up yesterday. So that helped me uh, get inspired for my trip, for my run across the country. Yeah, I was going to say some great inspiration there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, besides our show here, do you have a favorite podcast? So I don't have a podcast that I listen to um, kind of religiously where I listen to every podcast, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts. And so generally it's um, I'll come across somebody and I'll listen to a couple or a needs base. There might be uh, a certain topic I want to learn more about or that's of interest that I will listen to. Lately, I've been very active on uh, Blab. It's kind of like Periscope, but more designed for business and uh people have their version of their version of podcasts on there um but there's a lot there's a lot on there that are social media related you can have up to four people live on the screen and then you also have live interaction chat going on at the same time with as many people as you want in the room uh it also one click downloads with just one click you can download the the show afterwards so it makes it real easy for people who maybe aren't uh Great with all the technical sides to have a kind of a finished product video podcast there. So I've been doing that a lot because there's a lot of different social media people out there that have podcasts on there. And, um, you know, it's just good for me to hear other people's ideas and theories and learn a little bit from other people. Absolutely. So uh, I guess the real answer to the question is it's it's our show. It's Bidzy Small Business Society. It's busy, right? it's, <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's the only answer. So we all we all know that. Yeah. KP, what do you do to wind down after a stressful day? Uh, you know, again, it all comes back to pizza, right? I eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I wind down. Now, I think uh, at the end of each night, there's always usually about an hour period of time where the laptop's gone, the TV's on, either the TV's on or I'm, I'm reading a book, um, something where I'm disconnecting a bit from the uh, technology and social media world, letting my mind kind of rest down a little bit, get lost in my thoughts for a little bit. Um, I do that every night, so I make sure that I kind of disconnect from uh, technology and especially the social media world because that's what I'm doing all day long. Um, so that helps me unwind and take a break, uh, take a break from everything. And that's uh, something I do every night. And then uh, each morning when I get up, the first half hour, uh, I'm disconnected from technology yes. and social media in the morning. And so that helps me also uh, kind of prepare for the day as well. But it's uh, it's also kind of like unwinding and unwinding in the morning. So I'm waking up uh, relaxed and focused and kind of with a more organized mindset than waking up with just this go getter, tons of energy attitude, which may seem like you want that attitude and go 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 like crazy. But I find for myself, motivation's never really been an issue. So starting my day out a little slow, not jumping right in technology, giving myself a little time for myself has been uh, a good way to get, get my days rolling. I've recently been just popping up out of bed at about 6 a.m. and going for either a walk or a short run to sort of gather myself instead of, you know, opening up my laptop or, you know, turning on my phone and seeing everybody else's requests coming in through email and seeing all those social media messages. I need a little bit of time for myself in the morning. And that's kind of what you're doing as well, right? 
Yeah, it is. And it helps me organize my day more. Um, I'll have a, a schedule and I can kind of stick to it. When I start out just jumping on social media and technology, I'll end up wasting a half hour or an hour. Then, my, then all of a sudden I'm rushing to start the day and that rush seems to never stop. KP, I've got a couple more questions. So sure. we all define success differently. We all want to be that person of significance. So what is that one piece of advice you want to share with our listeners about creating that success and creating that significance in their lives? That is a, uh, a deep question. I like that you said success is different to everybody because it certainly is. And a lot of times we get focused on trying to chase other people's definition of success. And I think a lot of times people don't even know, they haven't paused, gotten out of their own way enough to sit down and think about what success is to, to themselves. They just chase the things that they think they're supposed to chase. And it's, it's like running, running a race when you don't know where the finish line is. You're just kind of all over the place. And at times you think you're successful and at times you don't. So um, I, I think my, my biggest advice is just defining what success is to you. Uh, because you, you you may end up just randomly getting there if you don't know what it is, but more likely than not, you need to know exactly what success looks like for you. And then all of your plans and your decisions are going to be based around, is it getting you closer to that success that you want? Uh, and then the kind of the advice along with that that I give is, you know, people ask me how I'm able to run such long distances. And it's not that I'm a natural runner, obviously. I'm a, I'm a giant guy that eats tons of pizza and <laughs> drinks wine and Jameson and, you know, I'm not the the (laughs) typical runner out there, but it is the ability to kind of most of the time to just focus on taking the next step and then just taking the next step and just keep going. And I, I just get myself to just keep on going. And I think for small business owners out there, that can be a story that kind of relates to them or people that are going after success is that uh, you know you define what success is, you kind of create your plan, and then the biggest thing is to just keep going, putting one foot in front of the other, especially when things don't go well or when challenges happen. Just continuing to keep on going can make can make all the difference in the world. A lot of people will stop. They stop when things get difficult. They stop when when change is needed. Um, but as a business owner, um, somebody that's looking to reach your success, if you just keep going, putting one foot in front of the other, uh, you'll get where you're going. KP, what does the future look like for you and your business? Uh, you know, it's, it's changed quite a bit over the last couple of years with all the different social networks out there, um, that, uh, what I was doing before kind of looks a little, a little bit different. The future for me will be quite honestly, it's going to look a little different than even anything I could plan right now, just because the world of, of business and marketing and social media is changing so much. But most of my time is going to be spent on consulting and mentoring with other business owners and helping to create uh, marketing strategies. I'll be doing more speaking, uh, more traveling, things like that. I'll be doing, as, as the years go on, I have been doing, and I'll continue to do less of the hands-on uh, I still like to stay hands-on a little bit, but the hands-on marketing and, and content creation, all that, and more so just uh, working with others to, to kind of help create create their brand and create their marketing strategies. And I'm, you know, I'm excited at my, my run across the uh, the country too, with uh, 100 days of running and all of the uh, you know the social media marketing we'll be doing for nonprofits. I've also purposely been creating a lot of flexibility to where I think there's going to be something that will happen from that or a path 
opportunities that will be opened up that I don't see yet. And so I'm kind of be a little flexible um, for my future and uh, in, in seeing kind of where, where things go. So we're talking about, look, it's 100 marathons in 100 days. Now, if people want to learn more about that or even make a pledge, how can they connect with you? Sure. So the, uh, the GoFundMe that you mentioned earlier is uh, GoFundMe.com backslash GetFitUSA. Uh, for right now, that's where the most information is on the run. I'm kind of updating it regularly. I do have a website that's kpkelly.us, kpkelly.us. Right now, it's actually just linking to my social media profiles, uh, but that is the site where we will have all the charities listed. There'll be live running tracking. You know, people can see all the sponsors and all the information on the run. Um, waiting to put that up until we get a couple of more of the charities on board. But on Twitter, it's KP underscore Kelly. Uh, that is Twitter's the best way to, uh, to reach out to me, follow me, send me a message on there. Uh, that's, that's the social network I spend the most time on. KP, thanks so much. And again, everyone, if you see him running down your street on his tablet or maybe even slamming a bottle of whiskey rolled out of your window and <laughs> yeah. cheer him on, or better yet, go to his GoFundMe page at GoFundMe.com slash GetFitUSA. They're, they're going to yell, run, forest, run. That's what people always yell. <laughs> KP, thanks for taking some time this morning and joining me on Bidzy's Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you. You too. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need, and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Thank you for listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. Visit Bidzy.com for more information on how to grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a 5-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy's Small Business Society today.